0: Welcome to Food Safety University, episode two. Uh, That's right, folks. We have started a new brand here on the podcast. And today we are having the most 2020 conversation ever. Today we are talking about personal protective equipment, AKA masks, and personal hygiene at work. It's the most 2020 conversation ever. Get yourself something to write with. I want you to really think about this because I'm going to present this in a way nobody's ever talked about this before, as we are wanting to do here on the podcast. Um, See you inside. Um. Welcome to the Food Safety University podcast presented by Dr. Michelle Fannenstiel of Deer Food Safety. Tune in to learn food safety in plain English. We will break down the ins and outs of the food code, HACCP plans, you name it. We make food safety simple, easy, and even fun. Now here is your host, Dr. P. Well, my friends, Dr. P here in the house, and I am incredibly excited for today because today we talk about results, right? And looking at our results and what do our results tell us, and I'm going to introduce some new concepts today. Um about how you can listen to the podcast and get exactly what you need out of the podcast and then translate that into your food safety plan. Okay. I have this like joke. I just, I just made this joke. I just did a live in the salt cured pig over on Facebook. If you do any curing of meat at all, please join us on the salt cured pig because it's super fun. But I was just over there and I just did an entire like uh Facebook live for like almost 30 minutes on um, not only on how to act on the page, uh, but on anatomy, (laughs) like gastrointestinal tract anatomy and how it affects your quality of your product. Uh, And you know, it's really funny because the, the question always comes back to whether with my clients is what results are you getting? Okay, asking yourself what results you are getting can be a really hard question. And it's because of this concept of sunk cost, right? The sunk cost fallacy, which is really what it is, is that I made this investment and therefore, I have to continue with this thing until I get the results that I want. That my friends is entirely optional, (laughs) okay? And so we're gonna talk about what it means for that to be entirely optional today so that you can go forward in your food safety plan and look at the results that you're getting, uh, okay? And utilize your food safety plan um, to bring the prosperity that you are looking for. Alright, so here's the dealio. I was doing some writing, I actually, I have my journal right next to me, right, so for those of you who don't know, I journal like two hours a day, All right. Um, and it has changed everything for the better for my life, and I still work 40 hours a week. So here's what I was, here's what I was thinking when I was thinking about this podcast and how we get results and selling because doing really effective food safety guys is selling. And if you don't know that, let me tell you it is selling, because if you think as somebody who's implementing a food safety plan that you are not extracting a price from people in order to make safe food and those people are your coworkers, they're your employees, right? It's yourself when you have your operations hat on, you are wrong. It's selling, right? And here's the thing, selling is coaching. Coaching is selling, okay? Food safety is selling. And I want you guys to get into the mind frame that because you are out there in the world doing this, there are results that you know that you need to hold yourself to, and that there are results that you can create. But the way to create your results is not how you think it is it's not just like getting the paperwork it's allowing the paperwork to be a means to an end it's allowing the process to be a means a means to an end of safe and quality food and i know this because in my own business i do uh, i i mean i sell facilities you guys know that right we sell foods we we we, we sell food manufacturing facilities so uh, I sell the processes to go along with them and I work with the people who make those two things function. That's all sales. Getting somebody to a yes uh, on instituting a slaughterhouse or or a value-added production program or a, a meat processing room, right? That's a sales process. But I tell you it's an equal sales process to get them to adopt the food safety programming that goes along with the floors, walls, and ceilings, all right? So, Today, I'm introducing a rebrand of the podcast into Food Safety University, okay? And I'm doing that with very specific intention because a university means something, right? Um, A university is a place where you learn and grow. And I want to tell you a little story about my experience at at university now i didn't go to a university until grad school i went to a university i I went to a college uh, um and you know kind of the differences is graduate programs but when i was at wellesley i had to take distribution requirements okay and we had the um like like a fine arts distribution those were the a's we had the social sciences distribution those were the b's and we had the sciences distribution I was all up on my science distribution, guys, as I'm sure you know. I was an econ major as well, so I majored in economics and geology. So I had science covered and I had, and, and I had social sciences covered. And I had to go do fine arts. So <sighs> like, hi, have you met me? Fine arts, are you kidding? So I took like a music appreciation class, which was incredibly difficult. Um, and I took, I think I could take my French class. So I took French and I was pretty good at French. Um, and then I, um, I took an art history class called Castles and Cathedrals of the High Middle Ages. That class, so far out of my realm of experience, literally changed how I look at the world because I looked at buildings differently after I took that class, okay? So at university, you never know what's gonna take your brain, pick it up and move it to the left. And that's why we named it Food Safety University. So the things that we talk about here on this podcast are from the perspective of a university level course, okay? And as a university level course, we have a syllabus, okay, and you can find, like, like that syllabus is, is part of Food Safety University, go to foodsafetyuniversity.com and get, you know, like, like start exploring over there, do those 12 steps of HACCP, uh, right? And then sign up for Food Safety University. Because when we apply ourselves and really set out to learn and grow the way one does at university, we decide to be an example of what is possible. Because when you arrive at university, you have no idea how you're gonna graduate, okay? I arrived at the University of Georgia, no idea how I was gonna graduate. I arrived at Wellesley College, no idea how I was gonna graduate. But I knew I was up to the challenge of figuring it out. So I ask you today to be up to the challenge of figuring out food safety and all of the things that go along with it my last conversation with a client was about leadership because they're they are they are trying to pass an audit and we got to have a conversation about leadership because there's a whole bunch of things that need to get done so that they can pass their audit and it's really a leadership question I've had other conversations with clients about results, and that's what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about results. We do things in the world to get results. As I am fond of telling my children, when they say, Mommy, my room is picked up, and I walk in there, and their room is not picked up. And I say, is Mommy interested in how hard you worked on your room, or am I interested in results? mommy is interested in results right if you're an employer or even if you have coworkers and they're supposed to do something are you interested in how hard they're trying or are you interested in results I think you're interested in results as an employer I pay people for results I don't pay people for their effort I pay them for their results my clients pay me for results not for my effort right they don't care how much effort it is so, nor should they yeah and so I wanna talk about some of our results here at Dirgo Food Safety and why the rebrand. And I want you to use it as a window into your own life and your own business on how you, what, what results are you refusing to acknowledge and what are you gonna do about it so that you can go and create the business that you are being called to create, right? Um, because I truly believe and you heard it here first that when I work on my sales process and I'm like looking down at my book where I'm writing it all out, I'm building prosperity. I am building prosperity for my clients. When I sell them a slaughterhouse, uh, I'm building their prosperity. Even if that slaughterhouse costs seven figures. When I sell them a, 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 a cut and wrap facility, we're building prosperity. Okay. That is a beautiful way to go about a sales process. When I write a HACCP plan, guys, one of the reasons I'm so good at it is because I believe it builds prosperity for your business. I believe to the tips of my toes that Food Safety University builds prosperity for your business, okay? And that's why I can go out and sell it. So what does that mean about my results? Well, when you're out there selling something whether it's a food safety plan or a, a food safety university or a, uh, um, consulting and coaching and that sort of thing. You've gotta have metrics. Now, there are two metrics that I have talked to everybody about, um, and you'll hear it again. The metrics in my business is profitability. Is everybody making a profit, right? Both me and my clients, because if my clients aren't profitable, then something's going wrong and we've gotta figure it out, um, right? And did everybody take a vacation? Why vacation? Like I get made fun. I'm not gonna lie. People literally laugh at me. And like you can't you can't measure people on whether or not they take vacation. To me, vacation is a measure of prosperity. When people are, when my people are feeling prosperous, they're getting paid well. Their clients are doing well they're able to go on vacation. We've cross-trained. I've been able to invest in training my people so that when somebody goes on vacation, the whole house doesn't fall out, right? That is a measure of prosperity. Profit is a measure of prosperity, right? Who we are in our community and how we get along with people and is a measure of our prosperity. And I will tell you right now, as a nation, we are not very prosperous because we are not getting along with our people because we've decided not to for some very good reasons but it's also a decision, right? And that decision has implications for our prosperity and I'm here for the prosperity. I am here for a change in the conversation. I am here for the prosperity. I sell prosperity. I sell prosperity for food manufacturers and that is what Food Safety University is about because that's why people go to college, right? We go to college so that our life will be different When we're done, that we will have learned and grown and changed as people and be able to have a different, more prosperous conversation. And so, prosperous people look at their results and look at the conversations that they are having and understand whether or not it's moving them towards the result that they want for the time that they are investing in it. So y'all have heard me about, talk about the proofing box here. Okay, mm, I loved the proofing box, but I don't think my, my people did, all right? There, I mean, some of them did and people were kind of bummed, but I closed it this week. Had I invested a lot of time, money, and effort in it? Hell yes, I sure had. Um, but it wasn't getting the results from my clients that I needed for it to get. It wasn't getting the results for us that I needed for it to get because even a free Facebook group, guys, has to have a return on investment and it wasn't making that return on investment. Now, there are one or two ways that you could take a look at that. You could either take a look at it as, oh my God, I invested all of this time, money, and effort into it. I gotta keep it open until I get my results. Or I've learned everything that I needed to learn from the proofing box and it's time to move on. None of that money was wasted. I will let you know both of those things are optional thoughts. One of them feels a hell of a lot better, but opens me up to criticism, opens me up to understanding that I did a thing out in the business world and it didn't work out the way that I wanted. And it didn't, right? We had 389 people in the proofing box And we had some good conversations and the conversations that we had were really great, but it didn't catch on the way that I wanted it to catch on. And that's totally fine. Uh, It's totally fine. It's not my client's responsibility to come to me. It's my responsibility to go to them, uh, right? And to find new and different and better ways to serve them. It's not the responsibility, folks. There's a parallel. It's not the responsibility of your production people to come to you in food safety it is your responsibility to go to them. It is your responsibility to go serve them. And if your food safety system is not serving them, fix it so it is, right? My sales funnel system was not serving my clients, so I will fix it until it does. And that's a beautiful thing. That's a crazy amazing choice that I get to make. And so when we look at this rebrand of Food Safety University, It isn't actually any different than saying, hey, we're gonna rewrite our HACCP, right? It isn't different than saying, all right, we failed our FSA and now we gotta rewrite our HACCP. We failed our audit and now we gotta relook at our preventive controls plans. It's taking information about your results and deciding that the universe is conspiring to help you and going out and changing after doing the after action process how do you know whether your results are working for you or not you do an after action process what worked (laughs) okay so the postmortem on the proofing box is i learned so much about running a group right i learned so much about how to get page and post interaction um i learned about how to manage people to get posts up um, and I learned about how to do Facebook Lives, honestly. I, I, I used to record this podcast over in, the, um, over in the proofing box, and I learned so much uh, by doing that, right? What didn't work? We didn't get the level of participation that I wanted. Didn't do it. It's okay, some of that's the Facebook algorithm, but a lot of that is, is me not providing the value that um, customers wanted, right? So that didn't work. The amount of time invested in the Facebook group didn't give us an ROI. I didn't get any clients out of it. Now, I didn't, um, I didn't open it up so that I could with the saying, okay, I'm going to get 10 clients a month out of the, out of the, the Facebook group because that would be a little silly. I opened it up um, so that I could learn how to talk to my clients. And in that measure, it worked really, really, really well. And then what would I do differently? I think that I would um, not do a Facebook group. I'm still not 100% convinced that my clients, like my paying clients, the bulk of my paying clients are on Facebook. I think they come to me through referrals. Um, and so we are really focusing on, um, on especially on, the, on, on doing the facilities a referral network. So um, saying, hey, do you know somebody who's interested in, in talking to us? and we're setting up the funnel that way it's really important in your food safety planning to be open to seeing the feedback that people are giving you because they're giving you feedback if they're constantly filling out your forms wrong the problem is the form the problem is not the person (laughs) okay fix the form it's way easier to fix forms than people i have to tell you But when you start approaching that nothing is going wrong here and it's all data, you will learn so much more and you will be able to ask that third and final question of what am I gonna do differently? So much better. You are gonna be able to say, okay, well, I'm gonna change my make sheet. I am going to change my sanitation form. I am going to um, write down the word direct observation on my... um, on my makesheets, these are all real examples of how we're going to do something differently. I am going to have production meetings at 4 o'clock every day. I am going to have, um, I don't know, five-minute stand-up huddles. All real live examples. But unless you do your after-action report, all right, or your after-action process and look at your results and really look at your results and allow your results to tell you what they're telling you, you're never going to be able to do something different and move yourself forward. And the fastest way to create prosperity, my friends, is that after action process. What's going well, what's going not so well, and what are we going to do differently? That's what I got to tell you. That's the podcast for today. So this was episode one. If you want more of this goodness, go to foodsafetyuniversity.com. Download our 12 Steps of HACCP and get yourself uh, in on the HACCP planning process. If um, you have any questions, uh, I am pretty easy to find. You can send questions to info at Food Safety. But seriously, download those 12 Steps of HACCP at foodsafetyuniversity.com. This was episode one. I am looking forward to a 100 more episodes of doing really amazing work. Let's go to university. guys. I love you all. Have a great week. Bye. Thanks for listening. Before you go, hit the subscribe button and check us out at foodsafetyuniversity.com. We have free food safety guides waiting for you. See you next time.